this is where you're meant to be. Like, I know it. I've never. My best self is better than every single person who's going to walk on that platform that night. Gosh, man, that was, was a moment that changed my life, man. Work harder than everyone else and just keep going. Get up and do it again and again and again. The journey to a better you starts right now. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Better Than Yesterday podcast. I'm your host, Angelo Kelly. On today's show, I am joined by Tiffany Beaupre of the 55-kilo weight class. Over the last two years, I've gotten to interview a ton of high-level weightlifters, a bunch of which are going to be competing at the Arnold Classic this weekend. So I highly encourage, if you see somebody's name on the start list, you go back and check our old episodes. We probably interviewed them at some point or another. But I just love hearing people's weightlifting journeys, how they got into the sport, what they do to prepare, and that's kind of what I wanted to bring Tiff on to do. So I hope you guys enjoy this one, and let's end it there now. So, okay, so I had this idea to just, you know, bring a bunch of people on who are competing at the Arnold. I think this is probably going to be the biggest meet that USAW has ever had which is really cool. Um, I was supposed to do the Arnold in 2020, and then we like weren't sure of what was going to go on, and then I think last year it got canceled. Have you done the Arnold before? Yeah, actually, in 2020 was my first time, and it was crazy because there's always like such a hype about it, and then when they canceled like everything and you know no spectators and such, walking around in such a big like convention center, and it was just empty. It was weird, but, um, and it was awful, uh, an awful meet too. Yeah. I bombed out on that one. So, yeah. Oh no. <laughs> Hoping for redemption this time around. <laughs> I'm sorry to bring that up. <laughs> it's fine. What's, what's that experience? Like, I'm sure, you know, bombing out of a competition, it's something that pretty much every high level weightlifter is going to experience at one time. So how do you, what was the mindset like and kind of how'd you come back from it? Um, actually like being in the back, it was one of the best times like I've ever had at a meet, um, like warming up and such. Normally everybody is very, you know, focused on what they're doing. Nobody's talking or laughing with one another. And, um, you know, from going to the meets now, you kind of start to know people and, um, talk through Instagram or whatever. And, So me and um, Michelle from Catalyst, um, I don't know what her last name is. Um, She just got married. I don't know. But um, so her and I were like on the same platform warming up and, you know, looking at everybody's totals. It was me, her and somebody else who were meant to be like the top three people. And we all bombed out. Um, it was somebody, I think someone with like a 140 something or a 150 something ended up winning like the 55A session. You know, I, I don't even remember what me came next, but that was, I mean, knock on wood, I haven't bombed out since then. <laughs> Did you open too heavy or like what, what happened? I don't even remember. Did I bomb out on my snatches or my cleaning jerks? Oh, I made all three of my snatches, but um, I tend to get called on press out. So to me, I don't think there's any like elbow, you know, press out. It's like when I receive and like it's a shoulder 
movement. But yeah, so I guess I made all three and I got called on that. Okay. So yeah, I I heard you talk about that on the Women in Weightlifting podcast. Yeah, that's super frustrating. Yeah, I would love to see them just get rid of the jury. I think that's where the uh, a lot of the callbacks you see, especially at the higher level meets like the World Championships and stuff, they replay it 37 times. And it's like, how is a judge going to see that? Right. But yeah, that's crazy. Ah, it sucks. Um, did you feel like you wanted to compete right away after that, though? Like, did you take, did you have, you know, in the back, did you talk about, you know, what went wrong or kind of reflect? Not really, because I mean, at that point, like a couple of us had already bombed out and like, usually the clean and jerks are the fun part for me. So I was just excited to go and do that. Um, when I'm snatching that heavy, it's just what my shoulders do. Uh, I think I've gotten better with it. Um, but yeah, it's, it was just what happened at the time. So there's nothing I could do about it. Yeah. All right. Well, we got to talk about the good stuff. We don't want to talk about any more bomb outs or anything like that. That's good. Positive thinking. <laughs> How did you get started into weightlifting? Um, through CrossFit. Um, that was back in like 2015, I believe. Um, and I was at one CrossFit gym and the woman who owned it, I was friends with left. And so I went to another CrossFit gym. Um, and they were like, you know, you're pretty strong. Have you ever heard of weightlifting? Did you want to do a meet? One's coming up. I'm like, no. Um, <laughs> but so I did my first weightlifting meet. Um, it was the Bay State Games in the summer of 2016, I think. And um, I won and I qualified for um, something. I don't, I don't know what they're called. Was it finals? Maybe what is it called? American open. I qualified for the American open. Um, so I lifted in like the 53 B session for that. And then I switched from a CrossFit gym to a weightlifting gym and been with that coach ever since. That's awesome to qualify. I mean, that's the pinnacle of weightlifting for some people. Like mm -hmm. your first meet, you qualify out of nowhere. Did you at the time, did you even know the rules or anything? Nope. I had no idea. I just, they told me to go out and lift in. I did. And that was that. <laughs> it's funny. The, you see the people, it's, we're in a CrossFit gym now, and you will have some CrossFitters come in to lift, and they have no idea what's on the bar, and usually they PR. But it only works one or two times, and then once you yeah. know. Yeah, once you know it, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's never the same again. Did you have an athletic background? Like, did you do anything before CrossFit? Um, I mean, growing up, I danced and gymnastics, cheerleading. I ran track and cross country. So a little bit of everything. Yeah. And all those sports probably prepare you pretty well for weightlifting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I heard you talking about um, like gymnasts who get into weightlifting is you know, really great for mobility and stuff like that. So at least I have that on my side. <laughs> yeah. You see the lockouts. We have one gymnast on our team and her lockout is like perfect. 
my yeah. el- my elbows do not get like that ever. No. <laughs> no. No, it's like it's the point where you can't tell if you're locked out or not. That's like my elbows. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> yeah. But luckily I've never I don't think I've ever gotten a red light like elbow wise for at a meet. So All right. Cool. I feel like we're um you know talking about all the negative stuff that can happen in a weightlifting meet. Um yeah, it's going to be pretty cool, though, like 1,800 people at the Arnold. I know. It's so many people, plus, like, you know, everything else that's going on, like all the other events and such. Will you get a chance to go to the the vendors and stuff? Yeah, so we fly in Thursday morning, um, so we'll basically have the day to walk around and see, you know, whatever, um, and then... I'll lift Friday. Um, and we actually have another athlete who lives out that way. So he's going to meet us there and he competes on Saturday. Very cool. So what's, what's preparation? Like when you have a big meet like this on the calendar, how far out in advance are you preparing and kind of what's training like? Um, so I train like five days a week. Probably the weight cut is the biggest thing that I try and start, you know, pretty far out. Um, like you said earlier, I do have a good amount of weight to cut. Um, so normally around, you know, eight or 10 weeks, I really try and focus in on that. Doesn't always happen that way. Um, right now I'm still a few kilos over. So this one might be a little tough. Um, And I recently had a hip injury. So we got that going on. Um, So we're trying not to squat as often. Um, You know, weights have been lighter than I would have liked. Um, Usually two weeks out, I have a couple of really heavy days. Um, and then we back off for the remaining week, week and a half, but we're just gonna go into it. And, uh, I'm hoping for a total, like no, no bomb outs this time around for the Arnold. That would be great. (laughs) Sometimes those meets where you don't really have any expectations when things don't go according to plan in the training cycle. Some of those are the best meets though. Yeah, let's keep our fingers crossed then. <laughs> so how much weight do you actually cut? Um, It depends. I mean, like, could be anywhere from like five to seven kilos. Which is insane. As a, I, I do want to touch on this because I'm, <laughs> I'm not too familiar with actually cutting weight. I would love to actually get somebody on here who knows the science of water cutting and dieting down. I think that would be really beneficial, but what's your experience been like? How do you go about cutting 10% of your body weight? Yes. Uh, so like I said, I try to start eight to 10 weeks out. Um, and that's basically just, you know, going from like a free for all of what I'm eating. (laughs) Um, I have a really big sweet tooth, so, you know, I kind of get stuck there. Um, but I basically just eat, you know, chicken, vegetables, Um, I drink a lot of black coffee. Um, I eat a lot of celery and I do do a water cut. 
Um, and for me, it, again, knock on wood, it works well, mostly every time. Um, I end up dropping like around six pounds from the water uh, cut. So normally when I load up and then, you know, sauna or take a hot bath, whatever I have to do to sweat out the rest, it, that's a big help. Um, Cause like I said, diet doesn't always exactly go to plan. So what's it like mentally? That's something I've been interested in the, you know, the mental aspect, especially when it, I'm sure you've probably had some hiccups and when things don't go right, you expect to lose weight and you don't, or maybe you can't get into the sauna. Is that really tough to deal with when things aren't going right? Especially for people who don't know, weightlifting is a two hour weigh in. So you're weighing in two hours and then you're doing your maximum attempt lifts. Yeah. I mean, it definitely sucks. Um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of at the point now where I'm getting older and it's not that I'm old by any means. I'm only 27, but each time, you know, when you're cutting three to four times a year, it gets harder and harder. Um, and even when I try to not go crazy after a meet and eat whatever I want or stuff like that, my body is just happy, uh, around about 60 kilos or so. So, you know, mentally it's, uh, it's pretty hard. Um, especially being around, um, you know, my fiance likes his ice cream and Oreos and stuff like that. So I'll, I'll sit there and smell it while I eat my celery. Um, (laughs) I just got the death stare. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I wish I was stronger to be able to move up a weight class and still try and, you know, be at the the top of the group there. But like I said, I would really like to make an international team. Um, Pan Ams would be great. So for now, I'm going to stick with being a 55 and we'll just see what happens after this meet and go from there. I love hearing about this side because I mean, we only see, especially people who just watch on Instagram, you only see the six lifts that you take out on the platform. You don't see the training. You don't see the weight cuts and being in the sauna. And um, I know you mentioned sp- sometimes you have to spit to actually lose weight. So yeah, I think it. I think it is cool to highlight, you know, the highs and lows because when you hit that PR out on the platform, it's all worth it. You kind of yeah, you don't think sure. about any <laughs> of the stuff that that it took along the way. And like you said, maybe things didn't go the best in training. Maybe the weight cut sucked. Maybe everything that was supposed to go right went wrong. But when you do put it together out on the platform, there's probably no better feeling than that. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately that hasn't happened in a while for me. Um, (laughs) But, you know, maybe like we were saying this time around when I'm not having such a big expectation and just going into it. Maybe it will be a greater outcome. <laughs> was there a point where you started to, the PR started to become slower? I mean, yeah, I think for the past, I don't know, maybe like year and a half, two years, my numbers are 
kind of the same, um, especially for like a competition total. Um, again, like we were saying earlier, that first snatch really gets in my head. So we tend to start out um, pretty conservative just to, you know, get on the board and go from there. But it's hard when you're in a session with a bunch of lifters that are right around the same number as you. And if you have to, you know, have a few minutes longer of a wait than you had expected, or, you know, if you have to change something up at the last minute because it's taking too long or something like that. But, um, yeah, I would really love to see like a 190 total. Um, in training, I've, you know, the most I've snatched is 89. I've clean and jerked 108. So it's there. You just got to do it on the platform, I guess. <laughs> yeah, putting them together on the same day is tough. Yeah. Yeah, so, okay, so how about the back room? What's... Um, are you a headphones person? Are you, you know, sitting down? What's, what's the back room look like? Yeah, I listen to my headphones. Um, I kind of try and just, you know, drown everybody out. Um, cause like I was saying, usually people aren't, you know, friendly and wanting to chat and such in between warmups. And so I'll just sit there with my headphones in and I'm not like a pacer or anything like that. When he tells me to get up and lift it, I do. And then I sit back down, <laughs> just wait my turn. It's funny. The The more elite weightlifters I talk to, I really enjoy being a subpar weightlifter because <laughs> I did at AO2. I think you did. Did you do AO2 in Albuquerque last year? I did. That was a really good meet for me. Best weight cut ever. It was a really fun meet, too, because not a ton of high-level people turned up, and my session was just so fun. That's good. Yeah, everyone <laughs> in the back, like, nobody was nobody was trying to burn people's clocks. Everyone was cheering for each other, and it, it is nice to have, have a meet like that. Yeah. The Pan Am stage, I'm sure, is going to be pretty cutthroat. Yeah. Um, I was looking because they posted the list. Um, I don't know if it was yesterday or today, but so there's like 245s of 249s. Um, I'm a 55. Shayla Moore is a 55. And then there's a 59. So between like the, you know, six of us there, we're pretty, pretty close in numbers. Um, so you know, at least, I don't know. I, I'm sure I'll be nervous, but because, like, again, I'm lifting against, like, or, well, not against, but Jordan Dela Cruz is in my session. Like, she's an Olympian. You know, that's kind of intimidating. But I'm just going to try and not think about it and maybe have some fun, <laughs> get out there and get a total. Yeah, I think that will be really a good showcase for weightlifting. I'm excited to to just watch the the men and the women. I think there's going to be a lot of good lifters. So how do you deal with, I mean, we talked about Instagram a little bit off air, comparing, comparing yourself to others. And, and especially, you know, you have to look at people in your weight class, what they're doing, what, 
have you found anything that's worked well or um, is that something that you struggle with? Yeah, I mean, I definitely look up my competitors and see what they're doing. Um, you know, I guess the best thing to do would be to not <laughs> um, just stay off of their Instagram and don't look at their training. And yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I guess I do struggle with that though. And cause then you're thinking about that. And if you're not having a good day in the gym and then, you know, someone you're going to be lifting against, you're like, Oh, well she did like this today. And, you know, I could barely snatch like 70 kilos or something, you know, but. Yeah. I imagine it's hard, especially so for the, I'll explain it a little bit for the, um, rogue stage, it's all weight classes. And I think we talked, touch on this with Danielle. She actually turned it down because, because of that, that it was all weight classes. So you're going to be in the same session as some lifters who are over 87 kilos. You're in the same session as lifters who are 45 kilos. So I'm sure it's going to be kind of all over the place. Yeah. But that's awesome though. I mean, to, I looked at your ranking, your top five, and it's funny, like, I think we play such an emphasis on, like, the rankings or the numbers, and it's, there's so many strong people in USA weightlifting, which I think is awesome. We can have the drug conversation, we don't have to, but, like, USA weightlifting, to me, is super impressive, because you see how many strong females, you see how many strong guys there are who are just recreational lifters. You're not doing this full-time. You're not, you know, quitting your job. You're not giving up everything to to make an international team. Yeah, right, exactly. So would that ever be something that you would try to do? Or is this something that you're really just trying to pursue as a hobby, I guess you could say? Um... Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I used to have um, like a bigger end goal. Um, but I don't know, like I was saying after this one, I think I'm I'm just ready to take a break for a little bit. Um, my body needs it mentally. I'm, I'm ready for it. Um, but again, who knows if I have a great meet and I'm able to make that Pan Am team, we'll obviously like I would want to do that. Um, but again, if not, then just go into the gym with no expectations and do what I can do and not have to worry about another weight cut or worry about what numbers I'm putting up in the gym or if my hip hurts that day or, you know, I'm having a wrist issue, whatever. Is there anything you do outside of lifting fitness wise that just makes you happy to do um fitness wise probably not anymore um yeah I do a lot of cardio when I'm cutting weight but I wouldn't say that makes me happy um, <laughs> you know when it's nice out I'll, I'll go for runs um when again when I'm not cutting weight that's something that I would enjoy because it's not something I have to do um but yeah, I guess fitness-wise, not really. I'll do a CrossFit competition every now and again or, you know, drop into a CrossFit gym and get a workout on or something and 
like that's fun just because something I used to do that I haven't done in a while and different movements and again like with a gymnastics background like I love everything like toes to bar you know butterfly pull-ups stuff that I don't ever do now I guess with those expectations like the longer you do weightlifting and making those teams you don't ever get to do that the fun workout when you can just say oh hey I'm gonna pair a couple workouts in and you don't have that luxury all the time right it is nice like so for me as a weightlifter I'm training like three times a week right now it's fun to do stuff outside of weightlifting I've I've really enjoyed kind of taking a step back it's it's funny you expect that you're I thought I was going to be terrible if I just stopped lifting five days a week and really getting after it and for me it's actually worked out better to like train less I don't know that's good maybe that'll happen for me then (laughs) (laughs) yeah so you have you have the meet coming up like there's a lot of expectations um do you have numbers that you have in mind or is there a certain total that you have to hit um honestly no I mean like I said I know I'm in the bottom of that top 20 like I, I don't even think I'm in the top 15 um so it would be a reach anyways but I don't know not being able to push it as hard in the gym as I would have liked to um with you know my hip issue right now I'll just be happy to go out there and do the best I can and again get a total do you do any PT or anything have you been doing anything special for that yeah um I do see um a massage therapist um not regularly like I should um but he's been helping me with my hip. Um, he foam rolled me the other day with like a 110 pound foam roller. And that was quite painful, but, um, you know, it, everything's just so tight. I'm so quad dominant and, you know, that's just a, a rough area. So he loosened me up a bit and I just try and apply heat in between, you know, my sets um, for the past few days, bring a heating pad with me. Um, and yeah, just stretching a bit, but I don't know. It's a, it's a weird thing going on. It doesn't seem to want to fix itself right now. So your cat also looks hilarious in the background. <laughs> I know he has a rash. So he has like a, um, like a cat pillow, like around his neck. <laughs> He was just sitting there for the longest time, just like staring right into the camera. I know. (laughs) That's funny. Did I read correctly that your fiance is your coach as well? Mm Mm-hmm. Is that something that's been difficult? Um, sometimes. Um, I'm very like set in my ways. So if we're in the gym and I have my headphones in, you know, just going about my program and he comes over to, you know, try and give me a cue or, you know, this was a great lifter. This is what you could have done differently on this one. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Okay. I got it. Like, but I mean, 
it's nice like at a meet especially like something as big as Arnold um, or any of the national meets really to like have him there as both coach and now fiance um, in the back, just because I do get so nervous and like, he's able to at least try and (laughs) calm me down before I have to go out on the platform. So. Yeah. I'm sure I'm, I just think it's an interesting dynamic to have. I'm sure it's nice though to have especially somebody who knows how to comfort you when you're when you're getting nervous about your snatches or your clean and jerks. You have somebody to kind of calm you down who's really familiar with you. Yeah, that is nice. <laughs> That's definitely yeah. a bit. <laughs> I talked about that on the podcast. I coached my girlfriend at one meet and we're never gonna do that again. Yeah, I think I heard you say that and you're like, it was the first and last time. <laughs> yeah. It's funny, you know the things that will make them feel better, but you also want them to do well. So I'm like trying to motivate her and then it just it wasn't a good experience. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. Well, cool. This has been fun. Where can people find you and you know follow you when you're lifting? Um, so I'm on Instagram lift like Tiff it's, uh, lift underscore like underscore Tiff. Um, yeah. And that's basically it. (laughs) I feel like you have, there's definitely some knockoffs on Instagram who now have lift like, and there's a bunch of different names out there. Yeah, I think so. But I feel like I had mine for (laughs) a while. (laughs) You were the first one. Maybe. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks so much. Once again, thanks so much to Tiff for coming on the show. As always, her social media will be linked up right in the show notes, so you can head right there. If you guys are looking for more weightlifting content, like I said in the intro, just keep scrolling back and check out all the weightlifters that I've had on so far. Good luck to everybody competing. We're going to drop another episode on Tuesday, so I will see you guys then. Have a good one.